NFL trainers and Pokemon enthusiasts. Introducing Go Battlecast, your weekly fix for all things Pokemon Go and Pokemon. Get the unfiltered, raw truth on the game, culture, and community. So, let the battle begin. Here are your hosts, Zach Duarte and Dominic Zingali. And we're back here on the Go Battlecast podcast, episode 5, giving you the latest news and notes in the world of Pokemon and Pokemon Go. A lot for us to get into here, Dom, because uh, some big news dropped. I think some of the biggest news that's ever come out for the world of Pokemon Go, because when you talk about Pokemon Go and you talk about what is the end game of Pokemon Go, in our first episode, in episode zero, we talked about GBL being an eSport, potentially being its own app, something on the side separate from Pokemon Go. And that news dropped this week, so we'll definitely get into that as well. GBL switching over from Jungle Cup and Master League over to Great League and also Halloween Cup in a few days. We'll talk about that as well. Uh, But we had Unity Day a couple days ago. Not the most sexy Pokemon ever, Duskull. Has to be a a, a ghost-type Pokemon because it is October, so I get that. But left a lot to be desired in terms of Wanting to play this community day, I was asked to work. I accepted because, you know, I didn't really didn't feel like I was missing very much. I just let the gotcha run in my pocket, catch what I could, and evolved before the time limit was up to get my, my Pokemon that I needed. But, uh, you know, I know you were out at the park gallivanting, taking pictures and videos and putting up videos on YouTube, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, you had a community day experience, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yep. It wasn't too much of a of a grandiose community day, that's for sure. The fact that, you know, I didn't, I think this is probably the least, ca- the most casual, not least, the most casual community day that I had. And actually there wasn't that many people in the park as well too, which had me wanting to venture out into uh, other somewhat of a park, Meisner Park. And there, by that time, it was raining. I mean, in Florida so far, it's usually beautiful during the day. And then on the weekends or even on the afternoons, I'm sorry, that the the rain just comes out of nowhere. And I guess that's that time this week and, and weekend. So the, there wasn't really much activity. I didn't get probably – well, by the time I transferred all the Duskulls, I had maybe 200 XL candies. But that was just really falling it short, I think. But yeah, very lackluster in my opinion. And I think I got a rank five Dusk Dusk Noir for Great League and a rank 17. I think it's good enough for what it is. Dusk Clops, I did get a couple of them that were beneath rank 10 up to 20, 20, 30. I don't remember. But enough for me to figure out like what would be best if I decide to power one up. And I think that's where my XLs are actually going to go into is, is Dusk Clops, if anything. I think it's like 115 XL candies if you have one that's best to its PvP IVs. But besides that, yeah, I'm just going to wait out and see. Well, I'll put it to you this way. I didn't aggressively play this community day. I let the gotcha run in my pocket while I was working the event I was working on Saturday. I played enough so that I broke even in terms of the Stardust I earned versus the Stardust I spent powering up uh, Dusclops in this event or Dusk Noirs in this event. And I caught a couple of really 
great rank dusk noir i think for i got a very nice maybe a top 10 rank dusk noir for ultra league if i ever can get the 300 rare can or 300 xl candies it would take to do that which i'm not going to actively seek because i don't care about having it for ultra league but it's i have it now in case i need it and i also have a very nice i would say top rank 10 dusk clops and dusk noir for great league so and i did that without really playing with just letting it run in my pocket putting on every hour a star piece and an incense and just playing the event you know so um like you said not a lot of enthusiasm from the community about this one obviously triple stardust makes things worth playing it but to me it wasn't worth not working i got asked to work saturday and i just i just to, to i didn't feel like it was worthy of not working on saturday so i put minimal effort in and i feel like i got what i needed to, to get i got enough xls to get that dust clops for great league but here's what i found myself doing and this is a product of playing the jungle cup over the last 10 days i i probably took about a week hiatus from gbl and as soon as the uh the world championship news was announced i got back into it because you have to be legend rank which we'll talk about that in just a little bit so i played jungle cup the last week and i really found myself not having i i am not somebody that hoards pokemon or items in my bag besides candies besides rare candies because those eventually have a use so i don't have a lot of extra pokemon for these little cups and jungle cups and element cups so i had i kind of just has to have to use what i have available so i have a a, a swine that i got from community day two years ago or whatever but the ivs are terrible so when i go up against a, a another swine in a mirror match i lose because i don't have the better ivs so for the first time this community day i made sure to get myself a little cup eligible Duskull and a little cup eligible Dusk Clops. Dusk Noir will probably die if one move hits it, so it's not even worth it because those uh, third third stage evolutionary Pokemon don't do well in 500 CP cups. So I think moving forward, every community day or every event featuring a Pokemon, I will be doing that from now on. Is trying to not only get a Great League, Ultra League, and Master League eligible Pokemon, but also now a little cup. Uh, version of each Pokemon as well. Which I think it's a good idea to really start looking into and investing at that point because it seems like Niantic has kept it consistent as far as having little cup or at least a style where it's 500 CP and lower. Granted, I always try to keep the best IVs at 500 CP and lower. Anything for Great League, Ultra League, Master League, anything that I feel like it has a certain potential for something, or at least the IVs are so erratical, like a 15, 115 or or something to that nature that I usually just keep it because you just never know. You know, like I mentioned before, and I really wish I wanted to jump into Jungle Cup this time around, but just for the fact that I just wanted to save my resources, aka Stardust for Master League, because I know that's the at least the league that's always going to be there to our knowledge but i think yeah the little cup anything of that nature is going to become more of a common league in itself and i think it's definitely a good idea i know i had like a stunfisk i had a skarmory a vigoroth a Skrelp, swine up i had all the great ivs for those but to power up what 75 dusts for 
35,000. Yeah. 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 It's, it's too much. It's way too much. I think you would have to maybe invest what 400,000 Stardust at that point. And I just wasn't really ready to commit to something like that to at least have a variety of, of Pokemon to go with. And that's the thing. If you want to spend those type of resources into a Pokemon that don't have the best IVs, I feel like you're just wasting starters at that point because you're going to get beaten in a mirror match. You're going to get beaten when you face the same Pokemon that you're putting out there because you don't have the better IVs. So, Did you actually double move your uh, Jungle Cup Pokemon? Yeah, yeah, I did. I did. I felt like it was a necessary investment. Plus, we're earning triple Stardust right now. Not for the end of set reward, but for the if you just win one battle, you get triple the Stardust you normally get. So I kind of justified it that way. But I also I didn't do anything crazy. I did it to a Swinub, which I think was 50. And then I didn't double move my Venonat because it still has frustration on it. And then I've switched the third Pokemon between Vigoroth, Dino. I played around with Dino a little bit and also Cottony because I'm a bitch and I suck at GBL. <laughs> basically, I don't know if you could tell, my approach there is fast move damage. <laughs> of course, of with course. Venonat with confusion and Cottony with the, <laughs> the charm. So yeah, I mean, I had to resort to that. Like. I don't have a lot of Master League Pokemon for open Master League. I have a lot of Master League Premier Pokemon. I don't have a lot invested in Legendaries. I don't have a lot of Legendaries that are worth investing. I don't have a good Giratina. I, I don't have many at all Zacians. So I'm just not prepared for Master League because I'm a free-to-play player. Right. So right. I have, right now, I've, I've been raiding Lickitung. I haven't been raiding Genesect. I got one Genesect. On, I'll get I get Genesect from GBL. I think I got like 10 Genesects yeah. from GBL in this past week. So that's what I've been doing is I've just been using my my free raid pass on Lickitung's or other Pokemon that aren't around in the game very much. So I chose to be a bitch in Jungle Cup and just try to fast move damage people. <laughs> it is what it is. So how did you finish your ELO for this week? I'm going to play... Uh, I'm gonna to play today, Monday, Jungle Cup, because we get we get the triple starters rewards. So I'm gonna go ahead and do that. I'm close to coming back to veteran rank. I mean, I am veteran in the game, but I'm under 2,500 CP because I got destroyed the first two days of yeah yeah of Jungle Cup. So uh, and I took a week off after that point, and then the news came out that we're we're about to talk about here momentarily. And I've been playing my sets, which they go quick. I mean, I'm done and. 45 minutes to an hour yeah so it's funny that uh, it just came up to my mind right now and i want to ask this question because i think it was thrown into our chat at one point and i think it's a good thing to talk about for jungle cup itself is it really rps um it can be i mean you can get hard countered in, in any in any single league i feel like but um no i don't feel like it's necessarily rock paper scissor you know, I, I feel you can have. I use Swinub in the lead. Swinub is good against almost any Pokemon except for maybe a Vigoroth or a Water Gun Ducklet. So you know, I, I think that you can you can overcome. I always try to run an ABB style team, an ABB in the sense of whatever my Pokemon in the lead is weak to, I have two counters for that in the back, right? So if I'm running a Swinub in the lead and I'm weak to a Water Gun Ducklet and a fighter 
then I'll run a confusion user and a charm user, which is what I've been doing. I've, I've been running a bitch team. I, I will admit it. But it's gotten me, I would say another, uh, it's, it's brought me back up to about 150 ELO. I mean, I was, I was close to 2,300. I got smacked around the first two right. days. I'm not kidding. I lost about three or 400 ELO trying different things the first two days. I said it last week. I said it on last week's episode. I, I had PVP PTSD. And I mean, I've, I've slowly gained every single day 30 to 50 ELO. And I'm going to try to do that tomorrow. Maybe get over veteran rank, get over 2,500 CP. And then on Tuesday, I will start the Great League again. But uh, I, I don't know. Uh, rock, paper, scissor. I, I can see how someone would say that. But I also think that that's – I'm not trying to criticize anybody. I, I just think like that's that's a, an excuse mentality, right? It, you're always going to get hard countered. That's 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 going to happen sometimes. There's nothing you can do about that. And when it happens, you just have to realize, like, I, there's nothing I could have done there. That's going to happen in a blind three format. It's just going to happen. So I'm not the person that's going to use that excuse. I think that you can overcome you can overcome a bad lead with good team composition. And I think that also comes down to the, the type of team that you build at the end of the day too. So I think even if you do an ABB style team, you can definitely get into that RPS style gameplay for sure. Unless you come up with a team, for example, that would have maybe like an ABC kind of lineup or at least where if you flip the lead to the close, close to the lead, vice versa, that no matter which way you flip it, at least one Pokemon can take advantage of something else if it's soft countered or hard countered in any way. So yeah, I think it just really falls down to your team comp that you have and what you really use. So yeah, I just wanted to throw it out there. I thought it was interesting that we, we were just having this conversation and just popped up out of nowhere. But I feel like you could say that about any league. Yeah, I feel like you can say that about Master League. Master League's rock, paper, scissor. Well, what are you running? What, what's your lead that you're running right now in Master League? So the past week or two, it's now going with Ho'o lead from what we were talking about. So if you run into Kyogre, you're screwed. In in a sense. <laughs> and I just jump right into Melmetal and, right. and I don't have any answers to it because I don't want to go into Dialga because nine times out of ten... Kyogre leads, they'll have Excadrill in the back for a certain lineup. I've seen actually a Kyogre lead with Excadrill and a Melmetal, which is very interesting. They switch out their Garatina for a Kyogre as a lead. Or you'll have a Dialga and a Togekiss in the back, and Dialga is just not going to have a fun time with that. So my best answer, which can actually win Switch depending on how they play it, is throwing Melmetal in there. And as long as I deny all waterfall moves... And I let them throw first before I throw my rock slide. And I can get to two power up or two superpowers by time if they decide they want to farm me down or they decide they want to throw a move. So it's it's not the best counter, but hey, you know, right. at least I have some play. And if something happens where I lose that lead, Ho can come in, take maybe two or three waterfalls. But man, that next Pokemon that's gonna come in, they're gonna get that Brave Bird or you're gonna get that EQ. Well, let's say you switched into Melmetal and someone switched into Machamp. I have not seen it, one Machamp yet. It could happen. It could it happen. Could happen. And, and that's, it's not rock, paper, scissor. You just got hard countered. You're right. It just happens. Right. It happens. Every, every single day in GBL, you get hard countered at least once. The the new Machamp is is, is uh, Zeshian, but yeah. yeah because that's close combat. <laughs> right. <laughs> Poor Machamp.
<laughs> I wish I had more play. I mean, so they have play, they have payback still. I mean, I have a ninety six percent Shadow Machamp that I just want to use, wow. but it's just not. I didn't power yeah, it, it up. Wouldn't take it wouldn't take fast move damage from Zacian because it's it's running Snarl. Right. So huh. it but, would. But it, it gets the charges pretty fast. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I would have to look it up and see if, if it can survive. It could probably survive one close combat, but it would probably be very a Shadow Machamp. Yeah. I, that would I be. Know, <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so you've been running Ho Oh on the lead with a Mel Metal in the back. So clearly you're run, you're playing Master League. So how did your your last week go, though? This past week has been great overall. Ever since switching to Ho instead of having Groudon, I've been having much more positive matchups, or at least I can say more consistent matchups. I've been getting very comfortable with. A lot of the leads that that I'm up against, typically it's Garatina Origin. You do see the Kyogres, a lot of Dialgas. I think, if anything, it's like a 50-50 shot of getting Dialga or Garatina Origin. But just even recently, in the past couple of days, I've been seeing a lot of ho leads, which surprisingly is a little bit tricky the way that that match sets up. But overall, um, I finished off. I'm, I'm rounding up. I think it was 28-40. I played my last uh, five sets two days ago, sat, uh, Friday, and I got up seven points. That was a roller coaster night for GBL. I think I canceled out everything as far as like a 1 4, 4 1, 3 2, 2 3, and then a 4 1 at the very end just to clear things out. But I was trying to sneak in my matches on Sunday. And I know I'm not going to get to it today for Master League. I really want to hit Legend, but it's not going to happen. So I'm going to have to get to the good old try-hard team for for Great League, I guess. And maybe I'll just do the Swampert first with Talonflame and good old Alolan Marowak. What's your philosophy? And maybe not so maybe not so much when it goes back to Great League, right? But when we get these new cups, when we get Ultra League Remix Cup, when we get Jungle Cup, what's your strategy going into a new GBL format? Is it just go in there and see what happens or do you wait a few days and see what the meta is and then respond there because i typically typically i wait a day or two i see what the meta is i see what people are running on youtube and on social media and i build a team from there and i had so much success in the element cup in season eight that i went into jungle cup just free balling it and i got destroyed so I think my approach of just trying to guess the meta is over. I'm just going to kind of see how things go. More so with, with the Halloween Cup that's coming up, right? I'll play Great League probably starting on Tuesday. And we have familiarity with that league, so I'm not going to wait to see what the meta is. We know what the meta is. But when it comes to a new cup, what is your strategy with that? So there's two things that come into play when when you ask that question. The The first one is... Sticking to a team for that week or two. So I've been trying that method and it's been kind of working out. Granted, if I'm getting slaughtered in that league with a certain team, then I would then switch. But yeah, for Great League, I don't think I'm going to necessarily wait. Great League is just, there's so many Pokemon that are in the Great League. There's such a variety. And then you also have to consider it in the ELO that you're in, that certain trainers are just going to stick to a certain common team for Great League. And I think being in the 2800s at this point, I'm going to see those common teams. I'm not going to remember on top of my head, but once I start seeing it, it's going to be like, all right, you know, this is what it's going to be. So 
I think just to keep things rather simple and not reinvent the wheel, I'm going to stick to that team that I mentioned about already with the Swamper, Talonflame, and Lone Marowak with Hex and Fire Blast and Shadowbone. And I'm just going to see how that works. I mean, it worked last season. It worked in the beginning when I first started season nine as, as far as having a 70% win rate. So I don't see it being an issue coming around for Great League. Uh, for Ultra League, I would probably wait one day because that meta is is very specific and I know it shifts quite a bit. So in, in Ultra League, I would do that. But Master League, it's kind of like, Okay, there's maybe three teams that will work for you, and I would just start with one, and if it doesn't work, then maybe I'll switch out Pokemon into and go from there. Well, we got Great League coming up starting today. I'll probably use this day to finish my uh, Jungle Cup sets before 4 o'clock, but I, I got to get to Legend rank this season because for the first time ever, Don, there is importance to reaching Legend rank this season, Don. That is true because we got the announcement – Last week, about Pokemon Go Championship Series, World Championship Series, we haven't even heard about this since, I think, 2019. So granted, because of COVID and everything's been going on, you know, things have been shut down. We've been doing mostly everything virtually. But now we got the announcement saying that we're going to get something, I believe, at August 2022, if I'm not mistaken, if August is the right month, but it's definitely the year 2022. And they announced in their posts that you do have to hit Legend this season in order to register, I think at least early, I think which starts November, at the end of November. Right, reaching Legend is one way to qualify. They did say there will be others and also season 10, I believe, will all, if you reach Legend, they haven't confirmed that yet, I don't. Reaching Legend in rank 10, I believe, also will will make you eligible for the World Championships as well. But th there may be other ways to qualify. We're, we're unsure about that at this point. Right. This is still fresh news. And as far as I know, I think the only thing that's solidified is the location, which is going to be in London and England, which is kind of cool. I really hope that we can go no matter what, even if we can qualify or not. I just think just to go to another country. I haven't been to London personally, which I think would be a cool experience. And then just to meet other trainers, other content creators, that would be an awesome, awesome opportunity. Yeah, I, I have never been to England. I've been to Europe plenty of places, but I've never been to England. So that would be a cool way. I know next year I'm going to Ireland for sure. So... I'm going to have to work that trip around being able to also go to London if I qualify. I, I would love to go um, where we are way far away from from that. Right. You have to qualify. And then I believe there's a few other steps to get to the the world championship in 2022. And I believe my 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 Ireland trip is probably sometime in the spring or early summer. So uh, I would I would absolutely go if I qualified. I can tell you right now, I'd absolutely go. I will be there. And from what else I've remembered, too from reading the news or from what someone else has mentioned is that for this competition, it's only going to be competition through the great league. So for most people, that's actually a very good sign that you don't have to have investments towards ultra league and master league. Granted, I wish they do with hopefully maybe some limitations, but just to see that we have something coming for next year and to have it for great league in a, another country. I'm very excited to see how things are going to unfold. Now, the next question that I think everyone has been going around Twitter talking about, and we can talk about here for a minute or two is 
Is GBL going to be ready by the time this championship is going to come around? Yeah, I think that was a big issue in 2019, right? Where the players had to get on iPads in order to play, if I'm not mistaken. I know a lot of people hear this news and immediately talk about that. And I also know that I'm kind of someone who's known to be more critical on Niantic. I got to believe, though, that if they're announcing this and they're preparing for this, that that has to be priority number one. Like that's what that's what this news does for me is it instills hope because it would be an absolute shit show if you you you, you talked about this for almost a year the the world championships in 2022 and you made you made it you made these steps X Y Z in order to qualify and you know people are going to be talking about this now for the next ten months and. If you have an event where there's lag and there's issues with GBL, it's just another bad look for Niantic. And I got to believe that they're going to do everything in their power to not have that at this go around. And here's the thing too, correct me if I'm wrong, Pokemon Go is not the only thing happening at this event, right? That's correct. There's like the trading card game championship. There's other versions of Pokemon games and their championships will be at this event as well, if I read everything correctly. So you don't want to, if you're Niantic, you don't want to be the laughing stock of that event. And they've been in the news plenty of times for things that bring poor publicity to the company. I mean, look at the first GoFest. I mean, that was a shit show, right? Lately, with the Heroes Niantic, they were they were on they were on a lot of websites about. You know, people revolting against the game and signing petitions and X, Y, Z. So I got to believe. And and for me, when I see this, I think to myself, okay, they're going to do something about this, at least by August 2022, because they just can't afford to have this event go poorly. Yeah, hopefully this is the hope that we've been looking for since the very beginning when GBL was actually, you know, announced into the game, introduced into the game. And yeah, like I said, I mean, anything to make the game, the GBL game a lot better is, is what I really want. And yeah, I just hope things turn around quick. I mean, I hope, I hope we start seeing actions and and changes sooner than later. I don't want these changes to happen the last month of Mm -hmm. before this competition arises. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I don't know, but at the very least for me, it instills some hope that this will get corrected at some point, which if I had to prioritize the things that I would fix in this game, GBL would be number one. I think a lot of people would feel the same way. So, yeah, it would suck if it wasn't fixed till July 2022. But the fact of the matter is, is that GBL has never been fixed and it's only gotten worse. And when I look back at a, a, a history, a pattern of the behavior of Niantic towards GBL and they're just their apathy towards fixing the issues of GBL. This instills some hope. This says to me, they're not going to continue to neglect GBL because there's too much at stake. So I know I'm usually the, the negative guy, right? I like to view it as I live in the real world, but for me, this is like, this is a good thing because 
They've got to address the issues of GBL or they're going to have egg on their face at this event and they're going to be laughed at and talked about negatively in the media again. And if you think about it, this is really their first footprint towards getting something fixed because we don't have anything besides the 80 kilometer thing that changed and that's not even part of GBL. So to say that this is now a competition, now we have a deadline. At least a long-term deadline. So hopefully with the next journal entry, dear Niantic uh, customers. Which I'm still waiting for. <laughs> we, they better start getting some changes uh, right off the bat just to get things rolling. But yeah, 2022 is going to come around really quick because yeah, 20, 2020 and 2021, it's been it's been fast. We'll, yeah. we'll see what happens. But besides even that, I mean... <laughs> Talking about like event after events, the other one that was announced, which was something that was like kind of out of nowhere, I didn't really see it too popular, too much popularity with the championship series, but it was the Twitch Rivals featuring Pokemon Go presented by Samsung. Yeah, I'm interested in this event. Uh, I know you're going to talk about it here in just a second. Uh, I'm interested as to who's participating in this. Because it's not a, uh, it's not out to the open. It's not, you know. Yeah, it was kind of interesting because it was. It didn't seem like it was as publicly announced like it was with the championship series. And I just saw it for a second, and I was just like, "Oh, okay, this is interesting." But I didn't really read into it, so I, I have it pulled up here just so we can read it to everyone here because I don't know if if everyone knows about it. But it's a Twitch rival stream. It's on Wednesday, October 13th, 3 p.m. PDT. So it's basically high-profile streamers team up and duke it out and catch and battle event for prizes. In this format, trainers will battle with Pokemon and they'll catch during the event. Oh, okay. I think I've heard about this. This sounds so wild. Yeah. So think about it. So I think... You haven't gotten to the... They have one hour to catch Pokemon. Okay. So... I mean, are we all starting at ground zero here? Like no Stardust also? So I think as far as I remember, someone else just announced about this. I think they get a fresh account and then they have one hour to catch wherever they're at. Oh, wow. <laughs> so it's whatever is in the wilds. It's like you want to be in the most populated area with Pokestops basically. And you just want to catch, 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 catch for that hour. I wonder, like, I don't even think any Pokemon that you're going to catch... I don't know if you're going to get to a chance of double moving a Pokemon. I don't know. I, I have so many questions about how this is going to work. You know, will their accounts have zero Stardust? What about somebody who doesn't live in a populated area, right? It's just, it sounds really interesting, but I don't, I, like, there's just so many, there's, there's so many questions I have about this event. This sounds really cool, by the way, but one hour to catch Pokemon and then to earn enough Stardust to maybe power it up to Great League eligibility without double moving it. Ah, do you think that's do, tough? I think what would actually be a cool element to this, I don't know if, if Twitch would really be the, the right place to do this, but if they actually had this during the championship, if you're in London and you had the 10 streamers that you would want to use. And then oh, they have would be a great idea. And then they'll stay in London somewhere for the hour, run out, catch whatever, come back. And maybe like at that hour, they'll get like 10x Stardust catch, you know, as opposed to what we typically or get. You could just 
start the account with a certain amount of stardust. Yeah. You know, everybody gets a hundred thousand stardust. Go catch for an hour. Whatever you can add, you can use. Yeah. Power up or double move. You know, because then it comes to, hey, do you? I mean, do they have elite TMs? That's another thing. Right. Because if they're catching a Charmander, and they want Blast Burn on their Charizard, are they not going to be able to do that? They would. They should just have all legacy moves open just for that one hour too. Yeah. So that would be either cool. That or just gift them ten elite TMs in their account or whatever. Yeah. You know, I, I don't. That's why. That's why I said there's a lot of questions still surrounding this event because you don't have <laughs> access to Stardust. You don't have access to elite TMs. Do you have access to star pieces? Do you have access to incubator or not incubators? Do you have access to incense lures? A lot of questions still. It sounds really interesting. I'll get. I'll, I'll, I'll gift you that. But I could see how this could not go well, also, because I mean, who wants to watch single move Pokemon? <laughs> right? It would be the, the it would... a strategy out of it too. If you know that this person only has Body Slam, right, and you know they don't have Hydro Cannon, well, then you can strategize around that. It takes a lot of the strategic aspect of GBL out of it if you only have single move Pokemon. Yeah, would be interesting, but I think without a doubt. I think for this first time around, it's just going to be just fun and just laughter. Hopefully no one doesn't take it too seriously. But I think for the fact, like, if they can keep this idea for a future event. There's, there's money at stake here. Oh, really? I think there's $25,000 at stake. Ooh, I don't know then. Yeah, I, I, I'm I, pretty sure there's money at, at, at stake here. And it's divided amongst, I think, the top six or top six teams maybe. 25,000 amongst the top six teams. It ended up being like if you were on the sixth place team, you got like $1,000 each or something like that. That's 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 intense. For some places, that's rent money. <laughs> Here, that gets you like a, a closet in, in South Florida. It gets you a, a closet in somebody's house. But That's New York. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, down here too now, man. Like, these I think I th- they're crazy. Actually, I think I heard, you know, a little side note. I think I heard Miami is like, went over the prices of uh, California or New York. Yeah. It's it's actually stacking up. I'm getting ready to sign up for the for the Squid Game. <laughs> like I, I need some money, man. If <laughs> you saw that show, it was yeah. Lit. Actually, I finished watching it yesterday. Yeah, oh that was that was God. an interesting show. Oh my goodness, I, I'd probably die in the first game. Man. <laughs> <laughs> red light, green light, red light, green light. What a great show. Man. Yeah, that was interesting for sure. But nonetheless, I think that's gonna that's I think. It's going to be the Squid Game event for Pokemon Go. If, maybe just to sum it up, just to have that much chaos to run for one hour to get yeah, what you need for the, for the money stake. Yeah, now that you mention it. Yeah, it's going to be the Squid Game of this event pretty much. In, in phase two of the description on PokemonGoLive.com, it says specific rules will be in place to add a new level of depth and strategy. So... We still don't know a lot about this. We still don't know a lot about this. As of recording this, we don't we don't have all the information and who knows when it's going to come out. And who knows who's even you know doing this event. I haven't heard anything about this event other than the initial announcement. So sounds interesting. Let's see how it goes. Yep. Looking forward to it. Again, it's on Wednesday, October 13th. I think on our Eastern time, that's going to be in that five, six o'clock. I, I don't remember. Three Pacific, I think it's six Eastern. Yeah. So I'm good at math. Yep. There you go. Counting with my fingers right now. 
Uh, okay, so gotten into a lot of the announcements of, uh, surrounding the game here. In terms of GBL, we were going back to Great League, but I think what we didn't really touch on, Dom, was that we have Halloween Cup coming up on the 15th. That's also when the Halloween event will be starting. As of recording this, again, we do not have any information on that event. However, Pokemon Go on Twitter put out a silhouette of Galarian Slowking, which if you're unfamiliar with Galarian Slowking, it was in the latest releases of Sword and Shield, which I do have, and I just haven't played it yet. It is a poison psychic Pokemon, and in the main series games, it has a signature move, Eerie Spell, which I don't know what that does. Nope. Calm Mind and then Scald also. I need the Calm Mind right now. So not, not a lot of information around Galarian Slowking, but apparently it will be coming to Pokemon Go in the Halloween event coming up on the 15th. Halloween Cup, Dom. Only Poison, Bug, Ghost, Dark, and Fairy type Pokemon are allowed, a.k.a. Azumarill. Our good old Zoomerol is back at it again. Yes. Now, I did look at PV Poke for the basically top 10, top 15, the meta of what is the Halloween Cup. We see your Wormadam. Yeah. Here, here's the thing. You see a lot of poison users here. What if uh, Golbat, Nidoqueen, Alolan Grimer, right? Skuntank, Muck, Drapion. I will definitely be having a confusion user somewhere in this lineup. Or, which is interesting, it would be a little little sketch, a little risque, but Umbreon having Psychic can be that surprise factor too. I know you're looking for confusion user, but now that I think about it, getting its recent legacy move, Psychic would be interesting. I'm still looking to see like what other confusion user would work, because like you said, I think it's going to be a nice pick to have. The one Pokemon that caught my eye, which I've used on my other account for shits and giggles, was a Confusion Shadow Garnivore as my Confusion user. Because right now I don't see anything on like top, uh, I don't know, like 50 as far as anything with Confusion. Oh, it's Wormadam and nothing else. Yep. So. Which I have a Wormadam. Unfortunately, it was a rank one pre-XL Pokemon. So now I have no idea what the rank is, but I do have one built. But yeah, you're right. Not a lot of confusion users here. I think the next one is Dustox. Yep. Which is uh, the 73rd rated Pokemon in the Halloween Cup meta. I'm really going, I'm really scrolling down the list here, but even Galarian Rapidash can be a, a possibility with Psycho Cut and Psychic. Well, there you go. So it's pretty, that's pretty spammy. I don't think a lot of people will pick that, but I've seen that a couple of times and. It has its place. I think with Body Slam too. And that's where, to me, I will probably be taking a day or two off from the Halloween Cup to start. I'll probably just play regular Great League for a few days and catch up to the meta and see what people are running uh, maybe by the weekend. So, you know, Amanda Buzz, number one on this list here on PV Poke. Azumarill, number three. <laughs> Uh, Alola Ninetales, it almost just feels like regular Great League. Almost, almost. You know? So Nidoqueen, obviously. Without without any of the steel. Now, the only other one that could maybe have play would be Mawile, but that's that's going to be kind of iffy with everything that's in that's on the top 10 here. Yeah, I mean, 
there's a couple Pokemon that Mawile could run into that would cause it trouble, but that's the only steel in the top. But I think we're three. definitely going to see. Uh, just um, my guess is I think I'm going to definitely see a lot of Mandibuzz, a lot of Zumarill, Needle Queens, because these are things that have been built already in the past leagues and just Great League in general. B Drill. I'll be surprised if Ormadam is going to be popular. I mean, I hope not, but the one that I see too that I think it's going to be there is Alolan Grimer. In Grimer itself, I know there's a couple of users that just love to abuse that XL Grimer, and it has play. Definitely having, I think actually the regular Grimer has Mud Bomb, which would have a lot more play against the Poison types. I don't know if it's in this list somewhere, but I just know on the top of my head that it has that move set, and it can cause some trouble with the with the Poison users. Yeah, I see a lot of Poison, uh, and to me that means I need to run a Confusion user. I have a Warmer Dam. At this point, not the greatest IVs, but I will probably be using it because I, I think every team is going to have a, a poison user on it. You look at this meta here, the top 20, Golbat, Nidoqueen, uh, Alolan Grimer, Skuntank, Drapion. I got to believe every single team is going to have a, is going to be running a poison type. So Wormadam Trash, Confusion user. Takes a long time to build up the charge moves. Not the greatest charge moves either, but you're talking about fast move damage, and it's a tank too. Warmadam Trash is a tank, so I'm I I can see myself running a Warmadam Trash, but who the hell knows? Maybe next week, maybe on next week's episode, I will have another case of PvP PTSD. Who knows? But the legend push, legend push has to begin, Dom. Right. So. But I don't think uh, you're going to have that issue with Halloween Cup. I think with any of these special cups that we had in previous seasons, you just have to stay on top of the trending teams that are going to be thrown around. So I'd definitely pay attention to good old YouTube. I just think for the first day or two, I would pick a team that you want or find that spice and just like just go crazy. And then until Zionic or someone just starts posting a video of this is the non-XL team that that I have for Halloween Cup, then we're going to start seeing some trendy uh, teams. And then that's when the sh meta is going to start shifting. But I think in, in the two weeks time, we have what? till November the 2nd for Halloween Cup. Uh, we have we have a lot of time for this cup. I know there's going to be a meta shift. I mean, they have at least poison users on top of charm users. There, there's going to be that shift for sure. So I would just say just be on your toes. I don't think it's going to be as chaotic as Jungle Cup. But I think it's just, it's going to be an interesting cup. I'll see. I may play around with it for a little bit, but I think I'm just going to stick to good old classic Great League. And my my main goal is just to hit Legend as quick as I can and then maybe have some play afterwards. Well, see, I see Umbreon on this list. It's 18th with Foul Play and Last Resort. I'm almost interested in running Umbreon with Foul Play and Psychic. Because like you said, that Psychic could come in handy. Of course, you get walled by, I think, the only other Pokemon. Obviously, any Dark types. But in the top 20, besides Umbreon, the only other Dark type is Mandibus. Uh, Sableye 22nd. And then the next Dark type is an XL Ponyard. <laughs> I think I think now that I'm thinking about it, a team that's going to be quite common is going to probably see a Nidoqueen as the lead and Double Dark in the back. Because that's something that you do see regularly on a just Great League Cup in itself. And you have to take away all the fighting types. And if you can get coverage for just the, the charm or the fairy users, I think it would be fair game at the ends. Well, Double Dark's no good for my Warman Am trash. So. And 
not to mention good old Sableye is on, is on this list too. So that's another one that you're definitely going to see without a doubt. Other viable moves that we see in the main series games, Sludge Wave, Fire Blast, Sludge Bomb, Ice Beam, Icy Wind. I'm sure it will have access to a few of those. Maybe you see Galarian Slowking in the Halloween Cup. That would be interesting. Right? I think it should have that one move that that Samurott just got onto its move pool. Razor Wait, Shell? Razor Shell? Yeah. I think that would be a cool move to have for the whole Slowpoke, Slowbro, Slowking line. I don't think it's necessarily in the main series game. I could be completely wrong. But I think it'd just be a nice fast move kind of bait move on top of Slowking's only nuke moves that it has in the game. Well, it also depends on the fast move, right? If it, if it has nuke moves, but it has a fast, a, a, a quick charging fast move, then that would help. Uh, Galarian Slowbro, the problem with, with it is Poison Jab doesn't necessarily charge too quickly. So, But here's the interesting thing. That could be a Pokemon that w- could have a great impact on the Halloween Cup. So something to keep your eye out for. Watch out for Galarian Slow King in the Halloween Cup. Only other thing, uh, this upcoming week, Dom, Spotlight Hour. Not only is it two-time catch Stardust, but it's Ghastly. So if you're someone like me who is more than three-quarters of the way to an XL Gengar, this is a great opportunity for you to... You're never in South Florida, or even in most places, going to get that foggy weather. But, uh, which would give it the boost, give it the, the, the weather boost. However... Catch a lot of them, try and trade them with your friends, and get yourself that 296XL Ghastly Candies in order to get your Gengar all the way to level 50. I have a Best Buddy Gengar that I got from Community Day. I did a lucky trade, so I, have, I think I have a 15-12-12 Shiny Gengar. To me, what I am working on on Tuesday, but not only that, the two-time catch starters, anytime you can hoard some stardust it is a great opportunity so uh make sure to at least be running your gotcha on tuesday that's for sure yeah i just checked on the phone i only have 100 xl candies for gengar so i'm definitely definitely gonna catch as many as i can you're on your phone in the middle of the podcast yep i had to i had to look up to see you know how much how much work i'm gonna have to grind on tuesday i haven't been on my phone at all yeah right (laughs) (laughs) but yeah hopefully uh hopefully i'll get to see you at the the park Tuesday, and uh, we'll continue our catches and see what happens. You have a YouTube video either out or coming out. So I did post. Day. I did post um, the Master League Classic team that I've been using. I'm gonna try to get to the Community Day. Don't don't. I won't be in it this time. I won't be in the video blasting Niantic in the background. Yeah, that's for sure. It'll be a little bit more quiet this time around. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> it would be. It would be a little bit more boring maybe a little more casual calm more of my personality Uh, me going hey you hate niantic too (laughs) (laughs) but yeah don't hold me to it i don't know if i'm gonna get to it uh on monday but yeah it's definitely gonna come out for sure all right so a lot this upcoming week we got the twitch rivals event on wednesday spotlight hour on tuesday we also have a new raid pokemon coming this week as well dark ride right yeah, that's the funny part is that Master League is coming to an end. So I guess maybe the Sludge Bomb is not good based on Niantic for it to have its 
new move for the week when you can't even use it. <laughs> Definitely not. Definitely not. So that's coming Wednesday. And then Halloween Cup is coming. And the Halloween event is coming on the 15th as well. So lots of stuff coming up this week. And I'm sure we'll recap it next week in episode six of the Go Battlecast podcast. Till next time, guys. Thanks for catching an episode of Go Battlecast. To catch them all, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform so you never miss an episode. For more information, check out Go Battlecast on Twitter to connect with Zach and Dom. We'll see you next time.